Welcome to the cause. You know we've been off a couple weeks. We've we've been a very slim show the last month, uh, but we know we're coming back better than ever. This week's guest has been a friend of mine for a while. You know we went to college together. Um, you know he's a stud on the court on the baseball field. Uh, but when he came into college, he was an Irish kid from Boston area. I assumed he was gonna be like the biggest drinker I know, but like unfortunately this kid didn't touch a lick of alcohol. So. I wasn't sure if I'd like him, but, you know, things ended up working out. He's a good guy. So, Pat Connaughton, welcome to the cause. I appreciate you having me on, Tom. Yeah, I mean, uh, we've been trying to get this going for a few weeks. Uh, one night, you stood. I thought you stood me up, but then you texted me four hours later saying you're ready to go, but it was already asleep because you were in Las Vegas time. So, uh, it's summertime right now, obviously, for an NBA player. Uh, it, it, it seems like a downtime because, you know, it's the only sport on TV is baseball. So, the fans kind of hate it but for you obviously you're not in your season you just came off summer league it's got to be one of the tougher times in the year because you've had to find motivation to get in the gym every single day so can you talk about that real quick yeah definitely uh first of all i'd like to make the make set the record straight that i did not stand you up um and i, and I appreciate that you said that i did text you even though it was uh, a little bit behind schedule well i mean it was only um, it was only it was only 10 30 which is is early but i was like tired really for the day you're in vegas you're four hours behind me like i guess it's my fault but i mean i'll I'll let you go i'll let you go well i'm I'm happy i'm happy you're getting the the beauty sleep that you need because uh if i recall you didn't get a whole lot of it in college no see that's the thing you get around 24 25 years old the your late nights in college start you you have to pay for your sins really so you know i'm (laughs) I'm kind of a lame kind of square guy right now and it kind of stinks because you know there's a lot of fun things happen after midnight i just can't make it there anymore Hey, sometimes I feel your pain too. But uh, yeah, so um, you know, summertime um, for me, I kind of I kind of think of it as um, you know uh, the fall semester at Notre Dame. You know, we weren't in season, uh, and for me personally, I wasn't in season for basketball or baseball. But you had for me, I, I had I was it was my busiest time. Um, you would assume when you're in season for one of the two sports. Um, you'd be as busy as you can be, but because I wasn't in season, I ended up practicing, you know, both sports every day. So I ended up having two practices. I ended up, you know, doubling the things that I had to do from an athletic standpoint. And, and summertime's kind of similar to that. Um, you know, we, we don't have official things, but, um, you gotta get your work in to, to get prepared for, for the upcoming season. Obviously, you know, the NBA is a little bit different, um, it's an 82 game season. It's a long season. Um, rest is important and they want you to get the rest that you need during the summer. Um, so they're not necessarily on you, um, to, to, um, push yourself to the brink, but they they still, obviously you got to stay sharp. You got to be prepared. And, uh, you want to, as a young guy in the league, you, you gotta be, you know, a step ahead of the game as well. So, um, you know, occasionally it's difficult with the, you know, 90 degrees, sunny weather, um, you know, in the greater Massachusetts, New Hampshire area where um, I tend to find myself in the off season, uh, right across from a beach. Um, you know, sometimes you want to go, but uh, for the most part, uh, you find yourself waking up earlier to go to a gym so you can go to the beach in the morning or afternoon or doing workouts on the beach or, 
you know, doing stuff twice a day so that, you know, you can take a little time in the middle of the day, whatever it may be. Um, you find yourself keeping yourself busy because, uh, you know, that's what you got to do to make sure you stay on top of uh, your quote unquote work or job that you have. All right. That makes sense. It makes sense. Definitely. So you touched on us a little bit. Uh, you know, we did some prep over it. I forgot to bring this up in the prep. But we're going to talk about it anyways. So like you said, 82 games um, in high school and college, pretty much your whole life. Uh, you never played two games in a year. You were also a stud starting all those years. Uh, this year, being a rookie in the league, you know, you got some playing time, but obviously it wasn't what you were used to. And for 82 games in a year, it's got to be taxing on the body and a little frustrating not getting in there. So during those 82 games, are you getting bored that you're not in the game? Or are you frustrated? Like, what do you do to pass the time just to make sure that, like, you're good to go for the next day? Uh, well, one of the things that, um, you know, is different about the NBA compared to the other two uh, high school and colleges, um, if you're not going to play or, you know, obviously for me during the season being a rookie and, you know, being behind, behind guys like C.J. McCollum, Damian Lillard, guys that, you know, are future all-stars, if not current all-stars um, in the league, um, it's about making sure you get your work in and, 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 you know, learn from them, learn from what you see them do in the game, but also, um, you know, work as hard as you can uh, before the game um, and during the practices that they may not be participating 100% in, you know. Pat, I'm going to interrupt you. I'm sorry. Yeah. I know you're working hard. You're a hard worker. I'm talking about during the 48 minutes of gameplay where you're sitting on that bench hoping to be in, but you're not. I mean, I, I remember some highlights of some games. You'd be like on a celebration with three, you'd be walking halfway to the basket. So I'm talking about what are you doing in the <laughs> game to keep your mindset right where you're celebrating every basket or you're talking on the bench having fun, just like, like I used to do on the end of the bench in Notre Dame a lot of the years. Like what are you talking about? What like what's happening? Are you like you and the boys on the end of the bench? Are you guys looking for the hottest girl on the stand? Because that's a big one for me. So just tell, talk to me, man. Talk to me. Uh, so um, you know, a caffeine shot never hurts. Uh, you want to make sure that you're getting, uh, you know, that you're excited down to the bench. It's also part of the job. Um, being a young guy, you don't want the coaches to to see you um, sulking down the end of the bench or, or not being into the game. Uh, Chris Kamen, you know. The 12, 13 year veteran uh, of the NBA was, uh, was an all star. Um, he's a very entertaining dude, to say the least. Um, he does a lot of things. Uh, he hunts a lot. He shoots a lot of things. He has some cool stuff. He's seen some cool stuff. He's been around some wild stuff. He's uh, definitely experienced some things being in the league for 12 years. So uh, I definitely found myself sitting next to him quite a bit. Um, you know, talking to him, hearing some stories. Um, he always used to give me a hard time if I stood up off the bench for longer than uh, three to four seconds um, because then he couldn't see. So uh, if that was the case, then I had to sit down. And the next time someone hit a three, I wasn't allowed to get up. So there were a little, so there were some rules and some repercussions for some of the, you know, crazy things and, and crazy reactions that I had on the bench, which, uh, you know, made it kind of funny, uh, sometimes kind of painful if I got a, a punch to the kidney. But uh, for the most part, it was, a, it, was a, it was a learning experience type of year. I mean, obviously, uh, obviously rookie years, unless you're like a top draft pick, it's always tough. Uh, and I'm glad you made it through it. You're on to your second year of the league. Uh, which is exciting. Now I get to say I have a friend that's in the NBA for more than one year, which is always a great thing to say. 
um, gives me street cred. And maybe if I actually, if I go to a bar once in a while, I was like, hey, my, one of my buddies in the NBA. I doubt it'll work, but you know, hopefully it will. But that is funny you should say that. You know, Chris Kamen punches you in the kidneys if you're um, not if you're up too long. So I guess my question is, is it because he just wants to see or is it because he doesn't have the energy and he doesn't want to waste his energy to stand up for those three to four seconds? Ah, uh, well, he, 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 he wasn't going to stand up for those three to four seconds regardless. That wasn't even a thought. You know, he's been in the league for 12 years. Uh, he's getting paid $4.8 million to, to sit next to me. Um, if the coach, he, he had a great relationship with our coach, but if the coach didn't, you know, like the way he was, acting it really didn't make a difference uh, okay so he was in a little bit of a more unique position than i was however it was strictly that uh he was annoyed he couldn't see or he was uh annoyed that uh he he kind of he kind of led the bench he was kind of the captain of the bench so he had to make sure all the seats were in order they have these seat cushions that are movable that um go on top of the seats that are probably like six to ten inches that you know give you a real lift off the seat so he had to make sure that the proper people got those um and so it was more of a keep everything in line type of thing than anything else all right so were you one of the guys that got the seat cushions so yeah actually um i always offered to give mine up to one of the taller people when they came off so like mason Plumley, ed davis but he never wanted one but mason did when they came off the floor um but because you know chris took a took a liking to me and, and we had a good relationship. I was fortunate enough to, to be given the seat cushion. Um, the, he had one, I had one, and there was one more that uh, Tim Frazier had for the majority of the year before he got um, traded. So um, I did get one. Um, there were even times where during the end of the season, uh, as Chris and I's relationship to, uh, developed, and uh, you know, he, he actually helped me out or took me out to dinner and. And, you know, uh, did those vet things where he'd pay for dinner, do some, you know, nice things that he didn't have to do. Um, if someone else had the seat cushion, he, he immediately took it from them. He immediately said, look, that's not your, that's, that's not going to fly. So uh, it, was, it, was, it was a nice little comfort thing for being stapled to the bench. Oh, I love that. I love that, everything about it. But so before you and Chris's relationship really took off, were there times you were fighting for that pad? Like I'm saying, as soon as someone checks in the game, did you get up and steal their pad as quick as you could before someone else could? It was more after timeouts, and I wasn't. I tried to do it discreetly. I didn't want uh, to get a bad rep, you know, a bad a bad bench rep, but uh, make it look like I cared more about the pad than about anything else. So I, I tried to make sure that. Um, Post timeouts, as I was walking back, I have my peripheral vision working. You know, kind of those things you need to have some assist. So I was working on my game while I was doing it, and uh, I'd see where the pad was. I'd make sure it wasn't our head coach's pad because he always had one down the other end of the bench, which was a the fourth pad. Um, and I and I'd make sure to casually walk by it and you know hit it off the bench and like pick it up like I was picking it up and just happened to put it in my seat. Oh, you sly dog, you you guy, I. You know what? I'm glad you're on the cause now, because that's something. That's something. If we had seat cushions in college, I definitely would have done the same thing. But let's transition a little bit. So, for those that know you, uh, I guess a lot of people know it now. Not only did you get drafted to the NBA uh, two years ago, uh, you also were drafted into the MLB and spent some time playing professional baseball. Obviously, the baseball career has been put to the side. You're now an NBA guy. Uh, right now, NBA season is not going on. You turn ESPN. Baseball is the only thing covering the airwaves. 
So do you miss it, man? Is are you itching like every time you see it? Like do you need your fix? Is that what's going on? Like are you like are you like a drug user? Every time you see ba- like a, a drug, you get that itch. But with this time, it's baseball. It's like are you like sweating cold sweats because you see baseball and you can't play it right now? Um, you know, it's probably not the best thing for a branding standpoint to to relate. Uh, you know, my addiction to athletics. Oh, okay. I apologize. To, okay, to, to okay. That of heroin. Okay, let's 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 let's, let's let's take a step back. Okay. However, Okay. However, I see I see what I see where you're going. Uh, now that we've gotten that out of the air, people people know I'm not a drug addict, and uh, I can go ahead and, and go on with that reference. So um, I wouldn't say it's as you know drastic as that because you know fortunately for myself, um, no matter what professional sport you're in, um, there are you do have time to yourself. There is free time. Uh, you know this isn't a it's a 24-7 job in the sense of taking care of your body. It's not necessarily a 24-7 job like you don't live at the practice facility. So um, I, I do have free time to, you know, itch the itch you so speak of, um, you know, on my own and, and make sure that, you know, look, I, I, like you said, I'm an NBA guy right now, but you never know what's going to happen and you never know, you know, how your career is going to unfold, uh, both basketball and baseball-wise. So, um, you know, fortunate enough to to graduate um you know from notre dame i know to keep my options open and keep you know those assets that whatever that business school taught you um to to make sure that you uh, put yourself in the best position and uh, you know for me that's making sure that i don't only um you know focus on basketball but i make sure i keep you know my arms loose uh, from time to time as well that's good. So just get me straight. The fastest your fastball ever was is like 97, right? Or is it 98? Uh, 97, I believe you're accurate. Some some have dabbled and said I've hit 98. However, I've never actually seen myself do it. So I, I can't I can't confirm that. I'm going to go with 97. Okay, we say 97. If we put you on a mound right now, how, how, how hard are you throwing a baseball? Uh, well, let me, let me, let's, let's rewind for a second. I, uh, I, Throw out a first pitch when I got to Portland um, last fall uh, for the Hillsboro Hops. Um, you know, one of the minor league affiliates out there for the Arizona Diamond. Uh, one of my buddies, Dansby Swanson, drafted number one overall last year. Um, not this past draft, the one before. Um, who actually is now not on the Diamondbacks anymore. He got traded to the Braves, but um, that's neither here nor there. Uh, I went out and threw the first pitch for him and. We had a t- I had a, I have a teammate Myers Leonard, um, uh, great human being. He threw out the first pitch about a week before, and Myers decided to instead of just throw out the first pitch, he wanted to warm up and he wanted to, to put some gas on it to kind of you know show he, he's thrown before and he had some athleticism, almost like Colin Kaepernick did uh, in a major league game. So Myers threw it about I don't know seventy five to eighty miles an hour, whatever it was. Long story short, I got a tweet from Myers and the Hillsboro Hops, A, asking to come throw a first pitch, and B, trying to, to say I could not throw it harder than that, essentially. Now, being somebody who, A, has a competitive side, but B, plays the sport that I'm being basically challenged in, um, I had to make sure that, you know, I warmed up a little bit. You know, I hadn't thrown a baseball in probably about a year. You know, I probably haven't thrown before that time. Now I've thrown since then but before that time i probably hadn't thrown a baseball in about a year so i was i was a little rusty but uh i managed to bump it up about 91 miles an hour uh you know just on a first pitch 
Well, that's that's pretty good, but that was half a year ago. So you still saying you can hit ninety one on the dot right now, or are you like eighty eight, eighty seven right now? Come on. No, I think I I think I'd be I think I'd be higher. I mean, there was a, a video around surfacing somewhere along the those internet you know channels uh, of me throwing a football uh, not too long ago, and uh, I've been doing that quite a bit. So my arms definitely lose. Yeah, that that when I saw when I saw, okay when I saw that video, I'm like, that's the most Pat Connaughton thing of all time. It's like. I remember back in high school, you'd be like, hey, guys, want to go, go throw a football? I'll go throw it over the basket right now. I'll go throw it from the stands into a hoop. It's like, God, Pat, shut up. I don't care if you can throw a baseball or football or anything. We understand you're athletic. You do a lot of things. I don't care. So good thing you're throwing footballs in your offseason. Why don't we get you in the NFL next? But Hey, hey you never know. You know Tom, I, Brady, I think I, Tom Brady is serving a four-game suspension, and if Jimmy Garoppolo can't fill in, I am more than happy to do so. Oh, I'm, I'm glad you're there for the Patriots. They don't want you, though. I'm telling you that right now. But I think we, we should we should move on to another more important thing. Uh, so currently you've started a charity called With Us. Uh, I wanted you on here to kind of talk about it, get the word about it, because I know it's growing right now. It's doing pretty well. But I was hoping that the cause could you know help you a little bit. So tell us a little bit about your charity, man. Yeah, so you know I started a charity uh, basically to – to give back, obviously, as most charities and foundations start. Um, but the way I kind of looked at it is being a guy in, you know, the NBA now, but, you know, in the MLB and graduating from Notre Dame, a uh, pretty renowned school, uh, if you and I do say so ourselves. So I mean, I, you you I could say I, that. You could say that. Yeah, exactly. So I figured I had a pretty, uh, a pretty large bandwidth. And, you know, fortunate for me, I'm in a position where, you know, there are some people that look up to me or or at least respect what i'm doing so i figured i could reach a lot of people and you know it's a foundation that it's new it recently started um you know it's not something that i'm going around fundraising and begging people for money for um the idea of the name with us is so that people that are a part of it you know feel like they're a part of something they we make sure that you know we're transparent but we also make sure that they you know, get updates and they feel like they're actually a part of something that's making a difference. And, you know, the goal of it is to, you know, help disadvantaged kids. I've, as you know, Tom, I've, I, I come from a relatively large family, yeah. Yep. Um, you know, so, so kids are around all the time, little kids. Um, and, you know, there are a lot of people that there are a lot of kids, shall I say that just aren't, you know, fortunate enough to a have a family or, or B do some things that normal kids get to do or quote unquote normal kids get to do. So um, that's kind of the goal. And obviously, you know, the NBA is every kid's dream to get here. So um, it was something that I was fortunate enough to fulfill and fortunate and hopefully are, are able to, you know, show a kid that it can be accomplished, um, you know, from specific things that we do. Uh, we just ran a camp that was our first real thing, um, a basketball camp um, that did well, that had some success. And, um, you know, like I said, I, I'm not out on the, the streets fundraising at the moment. The, the goal is for it to grow organically. The goal is for it, you know, for people to want to be a part of it as they start to see what it does. And I know that will take some time. So, um, you know, I'm hoping uh, as this year goes on, people will start to hear about it and, and people will start to see the types of things that we're doing, see the pictures of the kids. Um, you know, some of them that are over in Haiti at an orphanage um, called Be Like Brit that, uh, you know, there's a bunch of little kids over there running around with Notre Dame number 24 jerseys on. Um, you know, just see some things that, um, you know, they can, you know, kind of, you know, envision, hey, look, 
my I'd be able to brag to people, hey, look, my money is really going to, to a great cause and to a great use. Um, so uh, the goal is to, to show people more than tell them or more than beg them for money or things like that. Be able to go to somebody and say, hey, uh, this kid said without with us, they may not have had that experience and they may not have been able to go down that path um, of success in their life. I mean, that truly is awesome. It's great what you're doing. Uh, obviously, being from Notre Dame, like we always want to think about more than just business, think about more than just your own personal wealth, but think about the society and think of the citizens around you. And like, seriously, what you're doing is awesome. Uh, I'm proud of you. When I saw it, when you, when I saw it, but the first thing I'm like, oh, man, that's awesome. I can't believe he spent his time his first year in the NBA starting a charity, but you know, it really is great. Uh, but you know, I think that's a good way to end the the, uh, the fun part. That's not the fun. That part's over. Back to the fun. Uh, I do have one question to ask you before we get out of here, uh, and that would be, what is the biggest thing you've done in your life? Like, what are you most proud of? The fact that you got drafted to the NBA, drafted to the Major League Baseball, or the fact that you were my designated driver in college? The fact that what? What was the last part? You're my designated driver in college. I'm not going to lie to you. Being your designated driver opened my life up to a whole new world. Um, it really allowed me to experience some things in college that I may not otherwise experience. Now, I'm not going to say they were all positive. No. I'm not gonna no, say never all positive. Were... Never no, all positive. But, hey, that's, that's like the whole phrase, you know. You don't learn a lot from winning. You learn a lot from losing. You know, you, you remember the losses. You remember the things you, you know, could have done better. And, you know, for me, uh, I just remember the things that sometimes I wish I didn't. And I don't mind that because I'm a better person for it. I, I'm not going to go as far as to say that's the biggest thing I've ever done. But I will go as far as saying the first night of my freshman summer, when we all loaded into Mike Broghammer's humongous white SUV and I drove basically the entire squad around, which was probably illegal based off the fact that we had more people than seats, um, and made multitude of trips from the party back to the dorm, um, potentially helping some people get themselves back to the dorm because they may not have been able to do it on their own, definitely that there are some valuable lessons that you can learn in college. Oh, so that's a great that's a great thing to tie back to the charity. That night, that first night of college is when you learn that it's not just about you, it's about the general well-being of people. So if it wasn't for you DDing for me and the rest of the squad, you may have noticed started a, a charity. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I never Basically, knows. basically I, basically the with us name must have come from Tom Knight. I mean, I love taking credit for things I don't deserve credit for, but I'm going to take credit for this. Unbelievable. Let's put Karen my name. Slaggart. Karen Slaggart would be very proud. Let's put my name right on it. All right. But thanks, Pat. This was fun. I really appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, like I said, you know, I was, I was starting to worry this wasn't going to happen, but I don't know why I ever doubted it. Of course you're, of course you're going to come through. Uh, so if there's anything you want to Tom, say. Tom, it's just, like, it's just like late at night when you need a ride home from CJ's and you don't know where I am because I haven't answered my text yet, you know I'm going to eventually be there. Oh, yeah. but I may have some things I have to take care of beforehand, but I'll get there. 
Oh, I understand. I may not be number one, number two on the list, but I may be number five or six. So, I mean, your guy gets to all the lists. So, thanks, Pat. I appreciate it. If you want to say your goodbyes, that's great. You can give out your hashtag, your Twitter, and all that stuff, even though you have way more followers than I do. But, hey, do what you got to do to say goodbye. I'm just going to thank you for having me on the cause. And uh, I'm going to say it was a a blast. Like you kind of said, I don't really need to shout out anything because I'm not really sure that, you know, this is going to bring me more followers than I already no, have. No, this, this will bring you zero followers. It will bring absolutely nothing. I hey, mean, it's, for, it's for the kids. I, I'm, I'm on here, I'm on here just, just to benefit everybody. I'm just on here to benefit you. Oh, well, I appreciate it. I got you. I appreciate it. I needed that. You know, I needed the pump up on this Friday afternoon. <laughs> uh, thanks, Pat. You know, guys, this was The Cause. Follow us on The Cause podcast. Follow me on Twitter, Nighttime25. Thank you again, Pat. And, uh, guys, have a good day. Who be doing?